0: 2 Corinthians 4, 8-10 We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Welcome back to Lessons of a Former Pastor's Wife. I'm Amy Kennedy. I'm your host, and this is my story. I wanted to start this week's podcast with the scripture second Corinthians four, eight through 10, because I've titled this lesson abandoned. And I wanted to start it out on the right footing. This scripture is very healing, especially for those of us who have been through or are currently feeling abandoned. We are hard pressed on every side but were not crushed, perplexed or confused, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. I can tell you from my own life, I have often been very perplexed or confused. And it has been a great learning experience to remember that I do not have to be in despair just because I don't understand what is happening to me. I've recently been pushed down by persecution that I never expected. And although I have felt quite abandoned or rather thrown away, I am never truly alone as long as I have my faith in God. It is through my faith that I can recognize the truth in 2 Corinthians and the amazing promises that although I am pressed on every side, God will not allow me to be crushed. Although I'm confused by what has happened to me, my faith in my Heavenly Father will keep me from living in despair. Although I feel persecuted by my circumstances, I am never thrown away by God. And although I have been struck down with the enemy's intent of holding me hostage, God will not allow me to be destroyed if I keep my faith firmly in Him. I truly wish I could end my podcast right here and we would all be inspired and healed. But it doesn't work like that. Abandonment issues are so difficult to sort through. And often they hide in plain sight where we just can't see them. The issues we feel we deal with after feeling abandoned are often the very things that dictate the rest of our lives, especially when it comes to new relationships. I don't know if you're like me, but... I'm definitely an analyzer and I like to research. And a couple of things that I came across when I was exploring the issues of abandonment in my own life and the struggles that I'm currently going through, I recognized a lot of my own issues. Um, some common signs to look for in yourself are, you know, first of all, are you a people pleaser? where your entire focus is on making sure someone else is happy even when it means you constantly sacrifice your own wants and desires are you jealous of or over your partner do you have issues with truly trusting your partner's intentions are you constantly feeling insecure in your relationship maybe like me you have difficulty with feeling intimate. Or maybe you need to control or be controlled in your relationships. I know I definitely have fallen into several of these common signs of abandonment and I never knew it until now. I, there's a reason why they say hindsight is always twenty twenty. Even with all the therapy I went through in my late teens and early twenties to heal my issues with abandonment, I never realized how much I still carried with me. Every sacrifice I made as an adult was done in the name of ministry. At the time, I truly believed that I was pleasing God and my spouse. When I chose our ministry over my education, not once, but three times. Looking back on my last 30 plus years, I realized I spent most of my time trying to make other people happy at the expense of what I knew in my heart was the right path for me. I think a few other common signs of abandonment issues I've carried around are constantly feeling insecure about my relationships and a severe difficulty with feeling intimate. I also realized that many of my health issues over the years fed my abandonment issues that began with childhood trauma. For those of us who have had hard health circumstances to overcome, you find yourself often alone, especially in the hospital or at doctor's offices. I really can't remember exactly how many birthdays and holidays I have spent completely alone in a hospital bed, but I do know the last one was this past Christmas, 2022. If it weren't for the loving nursing staff at Houston's MD Anderson, who made it their mission to make sure every one of us felt loved and cared for on that very special holiday, I don't think my solitude would have been bearable. Abandonment issues can be caused by childhood traumas or relationships in our adult life where betrayal and neglect are present. We can also face feelings of abandonment when someone close to us dies or through divorce. Deep-seated abandonment issues are often caused by severe neglect by a parent or even a spouse where the neglect fractures the relationship, especially when we weren't expecting it. We can also feel abandoned by God when we're sitting in the middle of a crisis of faith and the unthinkable has occurred and you don't know where God is or even if He cares about you. No matter what the cause is of your feelings of abandonment, no one can repair the damage it has caused except yourself. One of the saddest things I ever encountered in my work in real estate, especially in Illinois, was the common and persistent problem of foreclosures. In some states, there is a period of time after someone quote unquote abandons their mortgage where the house is left in a limbo state of abandonment. The homeowner has stopped paying the mortgage and has almost always just walked away from the property, but the bank can't legally take possession. So the property sits abandoned. Here's the thing about being abandoned or neglected. It can often cause way more damage than actual abuse. A property owner may choose to smoke inside their home or tear up the walls and floors through abuse. But neglect is an entirely different situation. I've seen once beautiful homes filled with deadly mold because pipes that should have been winterized froze and burst. Animal and pest infestations can occur because doors or windows have been left open and toxic gases left from birds and animal feces can cause human sickness just by entering the house. As damaging as holes in the walls and torn up floors can be due to outright abuse of a property. Abandonment is often so much worse. It's pretty much the same with our emotional selves. I've mentioned in a few of my podcasts that I was raised by my grandparents. The reason that I was raised by my grandparents is because my mother went through a harrowing marriage and divorce that left her in a position of not being able to raise us on her own. Instead of subjecting us to the unknown circumstances of what her life was going to be in the 1970s, she sent us to the best home she could imagine for us in rural Arkansas to be with her parents, who were good, godly people, who worked hard and taught us what it was to be good people. We were given a good education and the opportunity for a healthy, active life filled with family, friends, and a firm foundation in God. My mother did the best for us that she was able to do, but it still left us all feeling severely abandoned. And I know I have carried that with me. I mentioned a couple of times that before I got married, I did intense therapy to work on my issues. And I believe this gave me a better foundation in my adult life that I know a lot of people don't have. At that time I was concerned that the issues I knew I lived with would negatively affect my marriage and ultimately any children I had. So in a rare moment of wisdom, I did the hard work of therapy. However, even with this, I had no idea that the health problems I would face later in life would actually feed the emotional vacuum of abandonment that was still in my heart. We can't always control the things we're put through in this life. If you've been listening to my podcasts, you know that's a resounding theme. Sadly, a lot of the stuff we struggle with is stuff that's been done against us without our permission. While we can't control what is done, we can and we must control how we respond to it we don't always have the ability to control those circumstances that pop up in our lives. But as I constantly tell you, we always have the ability to control our responses to our circumstances. We can choose to allow ourselves to be abandoned and live in the despair and damage that abandonment causes or we can stand up and say enough. I have been persecuted, but I will not view myself as someone who has been thrown away as if I have no value. I have great value. I am worth more than many sparrows. And if you remember some of my other podcasts, this is a reference to Matthew 10, 26 through 31, where Jesus is encouraging his disciples to not be afraid in the ministry that he's sending them into. He tells them, you are worth more than many sparrows. If you're struggling in this moment right now with feelings of abandonment and neglect, I want to ask you to do something. And probably you're going to want to get alone to do this. I do believe this will be healthy for you and I believe it will be healing. Go out into the woods when you get a chance and do this exercise and do this exercise as often as you possibly can. I do it sometimes driving on highway 45 here in the Houston area. Scream at the top of your lungs. I am valuable. My worth is not dictated by my circumstances i am worth more than many sparrows to my god who loves me and cares for my every moment by doing this you're pumping yourself up for the upcoming battle i'm reminded of the The image in all of the great war movies where the leader goes out and he stirs up the soldiers with these amazing words. He, you know, I'm reminded of one instance where it says, uh, We may die, but not today. That's kind of what we're talking about when I say, scream at the top of your lungs. I am valuable. My worth is not dictated by my circumstances. Please remember that your worth is not dictated by your circumstances. Now, be forewarned, once you make the choice to repair the damage that's been done through abandonment and abuse, you will face opposition. I've been reading through the story of Nehemiah, and it was so paramount to what I'm talking about today, when Nehemiah is spurred on by God to go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. So I'm Going to give you a little bit of a history lesson here. So bear with me. At this time, Jerusalem was surrounded by enemies. Sanballat, the governor of Samaria, ruled the north. Tobiah, an Ammonite official who was from an old and famous family that ruled Amnon to the east for years and Jeshem the Arab who ruled over Moab and Edom to the east and south and I know I didn't do a great na- great job with those names but that gives you a pretty good picture of the surroundings of the ancient city of Jerusalem and the walls that had been torn down and the gates that had been burned now jerusalem at that time was also located in the middle of a major trade route and it would be shut down with the rebuilding of the walls each of these enemies had their own reasons for not wanting the walls to be rebuilt it's also possible that the opposition against rebuilding the walls may have been provoked by bigotry greed selfishness jealousy i mean each one of these Men had their own reasons for not wanting this particular area in the region to be rebuilt. So why were the walls of Jerusalem so important to Nehemiah? Well, the walls were protection, but they were also an important physical symbol of the establishment of the Jewish race as a people. The holy city became a unifying force as families were chosen to come and live in it. Nehemiah is sometimes referred to as the wall builder and will giver. At this time, when Nehemiah was led to rebuild, it's because back in 2 Kings chapter 24, we read that the Babylonians conquered Jerusalem and burned the gates back in 586 BC. There was still a remnant of Jews left, but all others had abandoned the destroyed city until we read in Nehemiah 6.15 that the walls were completed in just 52 days. Now, the nations that were surrounding this incredible, prosperous work were frightened because they knew the work was finished so quickly with the help of God. If God would allow this extraordinary event to take place, they believed he had the ability to rebuild the nation of of israel and that's exactly what was taking place they did not want that to happen up until this point when nehemiah built rebuilt those walls and reframed the gates there were some efforts to bring the jewish people back to their promised land Zerubbabel led the first wave of Jewish exiles to return in 536 BC. You can see that in the book of Ezra one through six. And they actually rebuilt the temple in 516 BC. However, it took 70 years after the temple was rebuilt to build the walls that were meant to protect it and we also see in 455 bc that ezra led the second wave of exiles back into the city and that's in ezra 7 through 10. then we see nehemiah in 445 bc leading the third wave back into the city and repairing those walls however during that 52 days where the walls were being repaired this is what happened. If you read through the book of Nehemiah, these are the obstacles that the people faced. First off, they faced ridicule, the wrath and anger of the surrounding people who were great and mighty. They faced discouragement, fear, internal strife amongst themselves, laziness, compromises. And they also face lying profits. Now in your pursuit to rebuild yourself after abandonment and neglect, you may face a lot of these same roadblocks. I know that in my own journey, every one of these things have been an issue for me to deal with internally, and some have been thrown at me from outside sources. In my attempt to rebuild myself after neglect and abandonment, I have faced so many of these same trials and all that I can do is daily embrace God's promises that he has a plan for me and that I am valuable to him. I've had to put myself through two sets of counseling, and I joined a group of caring people who are all going through something similar to what I've been through. And I'm trying really hard to avoid the pursuit of external validation. That may sound weird from somebody who is doing a podcast, but external validation does not heal us. There are some people in our lives who will come and go, but we will always have to live with ourselves. And that means the pursuit of true happiness is found by embracing and loving the person God has made us to be. And no matter how we may feel, God has not abandoned us. His presence in our lives remains. And remembering these truths can help us find freedom from constantly seeking validation from others. Your validation and your worth is found through Jesus Christ. And that's why I wanted you to go about doing that exercise. And I hope you will. I hope you will scream out your own value and that your circumstances do not dictate your worth. Every relationship that we encounter is going to come with risks. And it's possible we may find ourselves in situations in the future where age-old issues of abandonment may surface. I hope this lesson will be a reminder to you, as it has been to me, that you may indeed be hard-pressed on every side, just like Jerusalem was, but you're not crushed you may be confused by what's happening but you are not in despair there's always hope you may be persecuted but you are never abandoned by your heavenly father who cares for you and loves you and who will never allow you to be destroyed This is my story, and I hope it has inspired you to one day share your own. You can email me anytime at formerpastorwife at outlook.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, I hope that you'll take time to share it on social media. It's also helpful to me in growing my ministry if you give me a nice review on your podcast platform wherever you're listening to me. Many blessings and my love to you all.